Welcome to Praying the Psalms with Jesus, a series that helps us understand and teaches us, comforts us with the wonderful news that when we pray, specifically when we pray the Psalms, we don't pray them alone. We pray them with Jesus. So why do we call this series Praying the Psalms with Jesus? So I'm going to give you a big word. The word for the day is going to be incarnation. Now, the root word for that, uh, you can hear in the word uh, carnivore. You know, so uh, if you eat vegetables, you're a vegetarian. But if you like to eat meat or eat flesh, uh, you're a carnivore. Uh, carnival is, uh, you know, that period, uh, you know, before Lent that uh, you indulge uh, the flesh before uh, beginning the fast of, of Lent. So the root word uh, simply means flesh. So incarnation means uh, God himself coming uh, in the flesh. Jesus has taken on human flesh and has, uh, as John 1 says, has dwelt among us. So this word, uh, this capital W word in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the Son of God. This Son of God uh, assumes the human nature. He takes on human flesh and he dwells among us. He lives among us. Uh, The original word uh, is tabernacles uh, among us. So in Jesus, God is among us. Uh, He has assumed the human nature. Uh, He has the name Emmanuel, right? Call him Emmanuel in the Gospel of Matthew, it says. Why? Because God is with us. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, Go make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And then the very last uh, verse of Matthew chapter 28 the promise, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Now, there's a good book that helps us understand this, that when we pray, we pray with Jesus, uh, this Jesus who is our brother. Uh, The book of Hebrews will also help us understand that he is uh, the sacrifice, but also the great high priest. And so he uh, intercedes for us as well. So in Hebrews chapter 2, Uh, verses 11 and 12, it says, For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one family, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Or you could say uh, brothers and sisters, siblings, saying. And then um, there's a quote. It's a quote from Psalm 22. I will declare your name to my brothers, Uh, in the congregation, I will uh, sing your praise. So, Jesus, amazing. He is our brother in the flesh. Not not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. So, in Jesus, God is uh, with us, uh, but he's also uh, for us. He is Savior. He is a sacrifice. He is the one who makes atonement for us. All of these are Old Testament words and uh, shadows of the great reality, the great atonement, uh, is fulfilled in the death and resurrection of Jesus, our brother, who has become sin for us. And so he rises, uh, and now forever as great high priest, he, uh, he intercedes. Now, 
Hebrews traces this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2 in the uh, uh, New International Version says it this way. Hebrews 2 verse 14 and following. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That's uh, that's Exodus language, isn't it? You know, uh, freeing, held in slavery. Well, again, the ultimate Exodus is Jesus. And then in verse 16, it says, For surely it's not the angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. Uh, and so uh, God comes in the flesh to help his uh, fallen uh, creation, us, you and I, who are burdened by uh, this corruption in our body. Uh, God himself takes on human flesh and uh, has come uh, to sacrifice himself to become the sin for us. Now, because of that, verse 17, it says, for this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So he's come to make atonement for the sins of the people, uh, not, not, not just as the high priest making some sacrifice, but again, he is both sacrifice and also the one who offers the sacrifice, the great high priest. And so he suffers for us. He is tempted for us. He takes on human uh, flesh so that he might, uh, might go to the cross and die for us. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Then it says, well, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So, Jesus, sinless takes on human flesh, knows it all except for the sin, sinless. He's our perfect brother. Well, then he becomes sin, uh, becomes the perfect sacrifice. He defeats death and the devil, so he's the perfect uh, and a great high priest for all, forever, always, continuously praying, interceding for us. So here's your little uh, excursion for the day. So page, uh, page through the book of Hebrews and note where and uh, how the Psalms are referenced. And uh, take note how Jesus is referenced as the brother, our brother, uh, also the great high priest. And uh, you can find those in these specific chapters, Hebrews chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 7, and uh, chapter 10. And so remember and uh, always take heart. We don't pray. We don't pray the Psalms alone. We pray them with Jesus. He's our brother. Uh, He's our great high priest. And we learn to pray by praying the Psalms with Jesus.